Welcome to Cellmates. Uh, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. And this is the podcast where we analyze, digitize, compartmentalize, and generally compare two or more animated movies. We slap a Venn diagram over them and see what shakes out. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. Throw a bunch of spaghetti on the wall and then eat it. That's correct. Yeah. Um, these movies are mostly Disney, or often Disney. Not always. <laughs> often musicals. Not always. And often good. Not always. Yeah, and that's very true today. Uh, Kate, let's talk about uh, the most important part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Uh... I am drinking. Um, I, I do want to make it clear. I feel mm. like there's a slight misconception among Ooh. our fan base that we get hammered before these things. Well, we do. We would like to, um, but we're podcasting journalists, uh, animated movie journalist professionals. Yes. yes. Uh, we we're, we're, we have like a drink of whatever we're drinking, uh, typically, but that's not true of the, our viewing experiences of these movies. No, our viewing experiences are very different than this podcast. Yeah. Also, I don't think our fan base is actually concerned about our drinking. I've seen several comments. All right. Anyway, uh, I am drinking, and, and you are drinking as well, yes. Carnivore. <gasps> it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. Uh, and Dick, thinking about uh, this wine, would you say that the spelling is like typical... Of the word carnivore? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> it's the spelling uh, cuts off the final E. Ooh. So it's like a weird spelling of carnivore. Ooh. How much was this wine? Yeah, right? That's pretty fancy spelling. Uh, or really cheap adverti- really cheap marketing department. Either I don't way. know. Yeah. I guess you don't print that E. You save some money. Yeah. That's I a mean, bunch it, of money. It adds it. up a nice. bottle over bottle. So, yeah, carnivore, uh, as... All of the movies we are talking today, which uh, there are four of them, all have carnivores in them. And uh, Dick, for our listening audience who maybe hasn't gone through a second grade uh, (laughs) prehistoric history unit. You started by sucking up to the audience and now you're just straight insulting them. Uh, Dick, what is a carnivore? How would you define a carnivore? Uh, A carnivore is an animal Mm -hmm. that uh, primarily eats meat uh what what would it need to eat that meat what kind of like a steak knife okay that's possible a fork sure and like a good red wine possibly yeah what uh what kind of dental uh equipment would they need oh teeth uh what kind of teeth like probably sharp teeth oh like if i was to like classify These carnivores into one category. It might be like sharp tooth. Sharp tooth. Yeah. Do you do you think their necks would be what what size necks would you say they would have? I mean, just regular. They wouldn't be long. They wouldn't be long necks. Okay. Uh, So we are doing four movies. You might even call them a dinosaur. Oh. Movies about dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, In chronological order, Mm -hmm. we are talking about the land before time. Correct. We are talking about We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Mm -hmm. We are talking about Dinosaur. Yes. 2000. And we are talking about The Good Dinosaur. Yes. So all of these titles but one actually have the word dinosaur in them. Oh. Wait, which one doesn't? Oh, Land Before Time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Can you list them in order of when they took place? Uh, Absolutely not. Okay, good. (laughs) I didn't pay that much attention in second grade. Um. 
I mean, I think I also assume they mix periods because like none of these dinosaurs that are famous were hanging around at the same time. I would actually say that it seems like Land Before Time and Dinosaur both take place around the Great Extinction. Right. Um, Good well, Dinosaur takes place slightly after because the comet misses. Right. Because, yeah, so two take place in kind of fictitious worlds. Yeah. Where those, either the comet three, misses or there's uh, some yeah. magic cereal. Magic cereal. Mm. Well, so those three all happen at the same time or around the same time. Yeah, that's whereas true. Whereas We're Back happens, I think, both before and after these movies. Uh, yes, that would be very accurate. You I, were paying attention to We're Back. Uh, weirdly. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Why are we pairing these movies? Uh, Dinoforce. Dinoforce. Uh, Sorry, to clarify, because mm-hmm. we're going to fall into this a bunch, <laughs> is uh, at one point, uh, when the first time I saw The Good Dinosaur, I was coming back from a party where I had had uh, several adult beverages. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Well, and I suggested uh, The Good Dinosaur because I had seen it before and wish that I had come back from a party uh, with a lot of uh, drinks before I had seen it. So I thought this was a good opportunity. Uh, But I told Dick, uh, we're going to watch The Good Dinosaur. And uh, he does not remember this, but he said, oh, The Good Dinosaur? Uh, Dick makes up words like that on the regular. That's true. This one was not intentional, though. This was just a slurring of speech. Yeah. But it has stuck. Uh, we say dinosaur probably more often than the word dinosaur in our household. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So if we say dinosaur, that's why. That's what we mean. Uh, so the first reason we pair these is because of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is each of these uh, was made in a different decade. They were. Which is really interesting. Yeah. We didn't realize that going into it. Yeah, we realized got, that afterwards. Landing Land Before Time is 88. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. And We're Back is 93. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur is 2000. So it counts as the next decade yeah, from the 90s. Yeah, 2000. Uh, and Good Dinosaur is 2015. That's right. So the 10s. So we get like a little bit of a, a, a timeline of... How people represented Which dinosaurs. also means that we've been alive in four decades. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. So moving on. <laughs> the other the other reason we pair do you wanna do you wanna go into it? Uh sure. So um also all of these movies started out as a different um proposed concept than what came out. Yes. Um, which we will get into detail later. But really good the, viewer you are helping us settle an age-old argument you are you are you don't even know how lucky you are and right by now. viewer i mean listener they yeah listener that's i got confused uh this really this podcast aims to answer the question uh the age-old tale as old as time can dinosaurs swim i say they can i say they can't all right well we've got four movies Let's uh, see where the evidence points us. Each of them has dinosaurs interacting with water That's in one correct. way or another. So hopefully we come out at the end with an answer. This is a podcast all about empirical data. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there yeah. is no opinion. Absolutely there is no not. goofiness. This no. is a, a podcast that is 100% completely objective truth. Absolutely. About animated dinosaurs. And whether they can swim or not. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is hard fact. Important. So uh, we're going to start... Uh, by talking about the movie uh, Dinosaur. That's right. Because Start it has simple. the shortest name. That's correct. And uh, that's about it. Uh, Kate, where were you 
when you first saw the movie Dinosaur? I saw this movie in theaters. My God. I have seen it two times. Once in theaters and once for this podcast. And I swear seeing it for this podcast that I had not seen it before. I remembered absolutely nothing from the movie. Uh, which tells you uh, the impression it made on me at the time. Uh, it was the movie after Tarzan, mm-hmm. which is kind of, it's the last animated musical of the Renaissance. And, uh, you know. Tarzan we, is. Tarzan is. Well, is it, Tarzan a musical? We'll get into that. Okay. It, it has music in it. They make musicals. They, they, uh, um, so dinosaur, we knew like they had Disney had prepped us in advance. Like this is not having music, guys. This is a CGI or not CGI, but a 3D uh, movie. It's not hand drawn. It's not going to have music. Uh, we're we're getting into the serious movie business now. Uh, here are dinosaurs, and it just left zero impression on me. Uh, we yeah, we didn't talk about it. it we we didn't discuss it after that. Right. Uh, what happened in the dinosaur theater stayed in the dinosaur theater. Great. What about you, Dick? Um, I saw it uh, last weekend. That's correct. Yep. Um, so what we're going to do is because, one, because we have so many movies. Yeah. And two, because we always just go over our summaries anyway yeah. and talk about other things. We're going to shorten the summaries today. We're still playing with this. So we feel are. free to give us feedback. Please on do. Whether the summaries are too short or too long or too long. Uh, yeah. Let us let <laughs> we'll us know. Too long. Uh, so we're we're hoping that with a shorter time span, we're going to give each two minutes. Um, we'll get the basics out and then kind of free ourselves up later to talk about it in a more compare contrast way, as opposed right. to isolating the movies. So I'm going to put two minutes on the cookie timer. This is a challenge. We have not even beta tested this. Um, the movie Dinosaur. Dick, uh, who's doing this one? Yeah, Dick. So. Dick, you're discussing the movie Dinosaur because you are on the side of what's your swimming? You know what? I'm on the side that dinosaurs can indeed swim. Okay. And I will cover that as soon as I start talking about this movie. Fantastic. Your timer begins now. Okay. So there's this dinosaur in an egg and the egg gets like lost. I set the stopwatch instead of the timer and I feel like cookies are done is an integral part of this. No, we need the cookies are done timer. So I've got this now. Okay. Okay. And... Real start. Wait, wait. wait. <clears throat> Go. Go. Okay, so there's this dinosaur in an egg, and the egg gets lost because like something tries to eat it or something. I don't know. Anyway, it floats uh, on the water. It does that, or gets carried by a bird or something, and it ends up on a monkey island. And uh, these monkeys or whatever they are, lemurs, raise this dinosaur. Uh, like it's one of their own. And the lemurs all try to have sex with each other. And the dinosaurs, their limo. It's weird. Anyway, then an asteroid hits. And the island like gets destroyed. And the lemurs climb aboard the dinosaur. And the dinosaur swims, point for me, right. to a new land. That new land, America. It opens up a Chinese food shop. And it lives happily ever after. No, that's not what happens. Uh, they join a herd. Because they see one, and then of they assorted dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, and then they do, and there's a triceratops and a long neck and a bunch of like iguanodons. Our hero's an iguanodon, a uh, real lame-looking dinosaur. Uh, so they join this herd, 
there's a guy, he's like, Rrr. and there's a girl, she's like, ooh, and our hero's like, oh, and he fights the guy who goes, er, he falls in love with the girl that goes, ooh, at one point they find water when there was no water to be found, they fight these uh, carnotaurs who I only know from the dinosaur ride, that's correct, because uh, I hadn't seen this movie, but I'd seen the ride, um, so they, there's like these carnotaurs chasing them the whole time, anyway, in the end, they get to the good valley. They get the tree stars, or no, this isn't tree stars. Why do they? Why do they end up uh, what, there and not? What are you asking me? I'm sorry. Why do they end up where? How do they succeed against the carnotaurs? They win. Okay. They just kill them. <laughs> that was okay. You Cookies wanted, are done. I'm sorry. Cookies did you did Cookies you want a two done. minute summary or a good summary? Uh, I guess I didn't specify. <laughs> well, you did. You said two minutes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dick, for that uh, two minute musing on the movie Dinosaur. Yeah, I'm excited to hear yours. Okay. Uh, good dinosaur in two minutes is gonna be tricky. Yes, it is. But I you're not. <laughs> but you're not there yet. I'm not there yet. So, no. Dick, your your premise is: Can you repeat the evidence of your um, debate side. Well, the dinosaur swam. Okay. And he swam not only on his own, but he swam with monkeys or lemurs or whatever they are standing on top of him, which are not super heavy, but they're very hairy. And that causes a lot of drag in the water. Yeah. I'd imagine just a lot of annoyance, too. Yeah. Great. Uh, there are actual uh, scientists who are a little uh, uh, annoyed at this movie because it portrays the monkeys as lemurs, but really, like, lemurs had no prehistoric uh, counterpart at this time. I don't yeah. know. It's a movie, guys. Uh, if you want to put lemurs in it, put lemurs in it. Uh, I disagree. I don't really care. Didn't need the lemurs. All right. So, all right. Point. I'm going I'm to counterpoint this. Oh, you're going to counterpoint yeah. this? Uh, all right. So You're going to do it by uh, talking about what? The land before time? I am going to try to summarize the land before time in two minutes. All right, um, well, I'm not going to do a first... great job. Because I have only seen this movie one time. Ah. Where were you when you saw this movie? Uh, on this couch a few weeks ago. Awesome. I was alive when this movie came out, but we never saw it. And we never saw it. We saw one of the sequels Yeah. Um, on home video. But we got it from the library and like my brother had gotten it with a friend and like they were like doing a sleepover or something and I was hanging out and um, they started this movie and like 20 minutes in this woman, a human woman who's in the corner won't go away. They apparently had gotten the American Sign Language (laughs) version of this Land Before Time sequel So there's always like a lady signing in the corner, which is great for accessibility, but actually she goes away during the songs. So it's a little bit like, why don't you need to know? Okay, that's fine. That's odd. Maybe like the closed, but no, because it's... It's for kids. Kids can't read good. Um, Well... Need to learn how to do other things good too. Kids can read, but that's another four movies that we'll go over. To prove that kids can read. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. That'll be another series in there. Um, yes, another incredibly necessary series. So, Kate, uh, let me tell you where I was sure. when I saw The Land Before Time. I don't know. Because <laughs> the, the first time I saw this is before I have really good memory of anything. See, almost like a time before time. Yeah. It's, it's just a baked-in piece of my childhood. I've probably seen this movie 
20 or 30 times, maybe more. You know how when you're a kid, like there's just tapes on? Land Before Time was one of those tapes. So I grew up uh, knowing these characters and knowing this plot pretty well, which is why we're going to have you summarize it. Yeah. Uh, Good luck to me. All right. I'm ready to start the cookie timer. All right. Any more pertinent information needed? Dinosaurs are cool. All right. All right. Ready? In three, two, one, go. Awesome. So there are a lot of dinosaurs being hatched, including Littlefoot. He's a long neck, which is basically like an apatosaurus or something. Anyway, he's got a family, including mom and grandma and grandpa. Uh, He goes out exploring, but mom says, beware the sharp tooths. That's basically a T-Rex or the carnivores or the carnotaurs. Uh, Littlefoot meets a friend who doesn't want to be his friend. Her name is Sarah. She's a triceratops. They get into trouble together because they find a sharp tooth, and then mom has to save them, except sharp tooth kills mom. Oh, no. So uh, mom, long neck, she's dead, and uh, Littlefoot gets separated from his grandma and grandpa because there's an earthquake. Um, And so Littlefoot has to band together with a bunch of kid dinosaurs, Sarah, Ducky, Petrie, and Spike, and uh, they go on an adventure together to find the land of the tree star. The tree star is like a leaf, is, is a leaf. Uh, so they have to find the big old valley. I don't remember what it's called, but they have to find where all the trees Hidden are. Valley. There we go. A sudden valley. Uh, <laughs> so they go on adventures, but they're kind of escaping this sharp tooth the whole time, which they think is dead, and then it isn't dead. And then they trick the sharp tooth by working together because they posit that sharp tooths can't swim. Because they've got little bitty arms. So they're baby dinosaurs. They can kind of swim and flop around. I'm going to argue that their weight is not, like they're pretty buoyant. I think when they grow up, they would. You've got 30 uh, seconds left in the plot. Yeah, I understand. Okay. This is, this is where I was headed the whole time. I think they're pretty buoyant. I think as they grow up, they're not going to be able to swim as well. Um, and Sharptooth uh, drowns. <laughs> they drown him and throw a rock on him. And then they have some, I don't know, more adventures. And then eventually they find the land of the Sharptooth. Uh, there's a Mufasa moment where mom comes back and like tells her son to keep going. But they find, not land of the Sharptooth, land of the tree star. Is that what I said? They find all the trees. And they live happily ever after, I guess, until the asteroid strikes. If for all the criticism of my summary, uh-huh. you left out your favorite character in the entire movie. I said the word ducky. That's not part of the summary. If it's Man. a two-minute summary, I got to leave out you some did, favorite you did lines. 20 and... seconds on swimming and skipped over ducky, Petrie, and Spike. Yeah, because they're not that important, they are actually. Very important, actually. They are my favorite. Like, Ducky and Petrie are my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, but I, I I, got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Just saying. Technically. All right, cool. Um, that is land before time. So you, you're saying that dinosaurs cannot swim. Their arms are too little. And even though some of those dinosaurs swam. Yeah, they're babies, so I think the jury's still out. Seems, the prem- the, our, seems the, like it's not out. The question we're trying to answer is not, can baby dinosaurs swim? It's, can dinosaurs swim? Are baby dinosaurs dinosaurs? And I'm going to take that as an all or nothing. If some dinosaurs can't swim, I'm going to say dinosaurs can't swim. Okay, so people can't swim? Yeah. They're, historically, they're actually pretty bad at it. So Do like, you know how many people drown? Fish can't swim? Year? Like there, dead fish can't swim. There are some fish that get injured and cannot swim. Well, they're injured, I think right? They're in I think a, your definition is silly. In a compromised state. All right, let's uh, let's move on. 
I want to talk about we're back and uh, why. So do we, you want to talk about it? We had we had three movies scheduled. We were going to do Land Before Time, Dinosaur, and The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> and you said, you know what? We've got to add on. We're back. So tell me about. And Dick you. said, "What's we're back?" Yeah. Um, it turns out I had seen the cover before. And maybe some parts of it. So tell me uh, uh, what your experience with We're Back is and also why you wanted to include it. All right. So We're Back, uh, a dinosaur story. I'm actually much more familiar with this than two of the other three movies. Um, because, we, so we didn't see it in theaters. Um it was not marketed well. Like this is historically, it was not marketed well. Um, but my cousins owned like every kid VHS you could possibly imagine. Like we would go to their house on summer and winter vacations. We would just watch the crap out of a bunch of VHSs. We've seen all of the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen detective series. Uh, we've seen a bunch of sing-alongs. So we're back. I've seen at least two times. Okay. Um, as a child. And I remember it like it wasn't a Disney movie, but like it was pretty entertaining. Um, I remember I remember a few things, like a few plot points. I remembered the villain. I remembered um, a key transformation scene toward the end and that there were some really scary scenes in this. Yeah. The interesting thing about We're Back is you gave me a pretty good plot summary of the movie before... Uh, I saw the movie yeah. because we were just talking about it. And you were like, have you seen this? I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, uh, and real quick, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you said it was a, like a poor marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. But there was one piece of marketing for this uh, movie that like really stands out. There's uh, one piece of marketing. Related, related to a big scene in the movie. Uh, well, where some it markets might- a different movie. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the uh, Macy's Day or Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, well, we'll get to it in the plot summary. But uh, see, no, now you're trying to make me do some of your work for I, you. I'm not. <laughs> they There's a Macy's Day. There's a Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. In the movie. Great. So they made, yeah, the main character, Rex, uh, they made a Macy's balloon float. I am not positive whether it's like one of the giant floats or just it was meant to be a temporary float. But the the year they did it was the year we back, we're back came out. And it like almost like in the parade itself, it almost immediately got like cut open by a lamppost and totally deflated. But like the head was still going. I don't know. It just said it. It, the balloon kind of went like the movie went. Ha. Well played. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to include this because it is a dinosaur movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it deserves some uh, some attention years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part, just because we left the movie experience uh, both saying what just happened, and one of us was very familiar with it. So, yeah. all right. Uh, uh, had you heard of this movie before seeing it? I saw the poster. Okay. Absolutely saw the poster. I feel like I may have seen scenes or not. It's unclear. Yeah, there were a few scenes when watching it. You said, like, this looks really I'm familiar. Like, this is familiar, but that might be like I was at a cousin's house and it was on while I was playing Game Boy. Or, sure. I don't know. All right. So, to the best of your ability, Dick Ward. 
I'd like you to explain the plot of We're Back in two minutes. Godspeed. Ready and go. So we're back in prehistory, and there's a dinosaur, and he's like, I'm going to eat this other dinosaur. And this Martian comes down and feeds him cereal. And the cereal is called Brain Grain, and it makes his brain better. So instead of being like a savage beast, he's just kind of an idiot. And also it changes his face so he looks dumb instead of cool. Uh, So anyway, there's this magical man called New Eyes. That's correct. And New Eyes wants to grant children's wishes because he's got a machine that can tell children's wishes and children wish to see real dinosaurs. Sure. Um, So he's like, well, I can't make you go, but do you want to go? And the dinosaurs are like, yeah, you fed us just enough to make us idiots. We'll go. So they go. Uh, They end to the future. To the yeah, sorry. They go to the future where there are children. I thought that was clear. Um and they end up in the Hudson River. Yeah, East it might River. be the East River. Yeah. They they end up in the East River. Uh they swim pretty well mm. to the dock uh and then are brought up by Julia Childs who is for some reason in this movie. She's a lovely woman, but God bless her, she's not a performer. Um and the dinosaurs are looking for the Natural History Museum. Oh, no, they're not rescued by Julia Childs. They're, they're not. rescued she by gets there too late. another dinosaur. Doesn't matter. No, anyway, a boy. they try and go to the Natural History Museum. They screw it up. They hide themselves in the Macy's Day Parade like balloons, but they're not balloons. And they sing a song for some reason. And then people realize they're real dinosaurs and they get scared. Then this boy tries to run away to the circus and then the dinosaurs go to the circus and they're like, we'll get you out of this contract, boy, who can't sign a contract legally anyway. And then the ringmaster's like, cool, well, you can be my dinosaur slaves now. And then they become the dinosaur slaves. And the boy's like, no, you're still good. And the dinosaurs are like, oh, yeah, we're still good. And then the evil guy turns out his name is Screw Eyes and he's the brother of New Eyes. And New Eyes comes down and gets rid of screw eyes dinosaur saved that was pretty good <sighs> i was i was sweating a little bit at the end there but i just uh, i could have done like it. two minutes on this brain grain introduction scene yeah i was flabbergasted the first five minutes of this movie set me up one set me up for something that did not happen which was the rest of the movie being just completely batshit insane um, yeah, but, and yet it's not as batch and insane as it could have been. Like, the amount of weird restraint in the plot. That's what I'm saying. Like, the first five minutes were, like, completely nuts. Yeah. And I was on board. Oh, I see what you're and saying. And then it got kind of like a movie. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this, this is fine. Like, there was still some weirdness with Professor Screw Eyes and, like, also, does his brother, his brother, the good guy is Professor New Eyes, the bad yeah. guy is Professor Screw Eyes, and he actually has a screw for an eye. He has a screw for an eye, but it's just screw it's, eye. But it's like magic. Uh, no, I think one, it's Screw Eyes. But it's but he only has he one only screw has eye. one screw eye. Yeah. So like, is he named after his eye? And his New Eyes? Does he have? Did he get like? LASIK? Well, here's the thing. I would I would uh, venture that Screw Eyes is part literal, part uh, figurative. Ooh. That his real eye sees the word in a screwy fashion so they're both screw eyes boom whoa truth bomb brain grain dropped on you right there um this movie was interesting (laughs) (laughs) it was weird it had a the 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 boy in the movie was like way too aggressively he's like a caricature of a newsie who's already a caricature 
of a boy. But he was like <laughs> aggressively hitting on this girl in a creepy way. And they're both eight. Oh, and she's Lisa Simpson. Yeah, and it's really distracting that it's a the voice actress is a actor is, is Yardley, Yardley Smith. Smith. And she speaks in a like a British accent, but it just sounds like Lisa doing a British accent. But the then she time. loses the British accent, so then it just sounds like old Simpsons Lisa. It's great. <laughs> uh, best part of the movie. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot going on and we're back. There's it a is, lot going on. It is really hard to explain on paper without making it sound like you just had a dream on but, like cough medicine. But the one thing that is going on in We're Back that I think we really need to focus on is that Dinosaurs are swimming. Dinosaurs are swimming. Uh, but Dick, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Is there evidence of dinosaurs being able to swim without brain grain? Ooh, that's interesting. Mm. So I would say that just because not all dinosaurs do swim doesn't mean all dinosaurs can't swim. <laughs> like, Kate Phillips, you currently... As far as I know, cannot play the flute. Uh, I can play a few notes on it and then pass out because okay. it takes a lot of air. That was a bad example. Mm. I forgot. You know all the musics. It's true. Uh, Kate Phillips, you cannot ski. I cannot ski. But you also have not tried. That's true. Or had instructions on it. All right. Perhaps after trying and being instructed, you could ski. Just like if a dinosaur were smart enough or were instructed... Could swim. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Dinosaurs can swim. I'm going to bring us back to our question. Uh, this is the elementary school teacher. What did the question ask? Did it say dinosaurs could swim or dinosaurs can swim? Can swim. Right. Yeah. So dinosaurs can swim. It it could be a hypothetical in this situation. I've proven which that I would I would say neither proves or disproves. I've proven that dinosaurs can swim. <laughs> but wh- no. If you what say do you, it enough times, what do people you, will believe it. Look. What do you got? Well, uh, I'm going to bring one final point against you, Um, and it's the entirety of the movie, The Good Dinosaur. (laughs) So uh, my first experience of the movie is in the theater. Yes. And actually, the entire premise of what we've just been doing the past uh, 10 minutes comes from this first viewing. Because my family goes to The Good Dinosaur, as are, you know, whatever Pixar Disney movie is playing when we all get together at Christmas. Was yeah. was this just you and our former guest, Andy Phillips? This was, yes, our former guest brother of the podcast, Andy Phillips, um, and our parents. <laughs> former guest brother? No, former guest and brother and of the podcast. brother of the podcast. Like friend of the podcast, yeah, but no, brother of the podcast. I like it. Brother Thanks. of the podcast, That's Andy correct. Phillips. Uh, so... When we get together at Christmas, usually we'll see whatever Disney or Pixar or musical is playing. Um, and this was good. This, they were like, great. It's a Pixar movie. We're going to have a good time. Um, we saw this at like one of those fancy theaters with the cushy chairs. Ooh. Yeah. So it was uh, like it started out fun. And um, I think we're in the back row because Andy and I keep like, you know, like whispering to each other. And it's roughly like. I, I can and have pinpointed the exact moment and and I don't have the time uh, the time stamp right now but there was a moment roughly 30 to 40 minutes into the movie where I turned to my brother and said I don't think this movie is very good and uh, I, I made you call out that moment <laughs> yeah. when we watched it the first time and he laughed out loud, that like was, he almost fell off the couch. Yeah, laughing. that was the point. Yeah, it was correct because the the 
first 15, 20 minutes? The first 15. Are, are solid. Really good. And then it's like, it goes downhill, but not... And it kind of wanders. It doesn't get... It doesn't get bad. It gets a little it's like... It's not irredeemable. It's like, you know, like up how like, it's like there's this amazing beginning. Sure. And then it like, it wanders a little bit. Although everything is leveled down from up. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Like the... It, it, it wanders. Sure. And... It can still find its way back home. Exactly. That's what I was going for. Yes. And it never does. It never does. Even when the character literally finds his way back home, it's too late. It's like the story of the prodigal son if the prodigal son never came back and just like stuck his head in a jar and, and ran around in the woods. Oh my gosh. So so I turn to my brother and say, this isn't a good movie. Yeah. And he says, no, it's like a DreamWorks movie, <laughs> which like in my mind, he said, it's like a bad DreamWorks movie, but why would you need that qualifier? Like, well, that's I, redundant. I don't know if How to Train Your Dragon was out at the time. Oh, is How to Train Your Dragon DreamWorks? I'm pretty sure that's DreamWorks, and okay. I'm pretty sure it's good. Okay. But I would say that's more the exception to the rule in terms oh, yeah. of DreamWorks track history. Uh, so, track record. Track history was a mixing of track Record. Record history records. And track. So we continue to talk because nothing good is happening in the movie. And I'm like, normally in a Pixar movie, by this point, I feel like there's some kind of message or theme that I can kind of hang on to. And I'm like, I don't, what is the message so far? Like, dinosaurs can't swim? Yep. Because there's been like three different points up to this point well, where we've seen a dinosaur. let's not discuss the plot okay. until it's time to discuss the plot, Fair. which I think is right about now. Fair. Oh, wait. My first experience with this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've already gone over it. That's true. Dinosaur. I came, I came home pretty drunk. Was it after my graduation? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I graduated uh, from a coding boot camp. It would be exciting. Flatiron School. Shout out. What, what? Um, I came home very inebriated uh kate had a hangover burger waiting for me which is a hamburger with breakfast on it yes um and said tonight we're gonna watch the good dinosaur you're the right level of drunk so (laughs) i had a hangover burger and a beer or few and we watched the good dinosaur and it was everything i hoped it would be I was so excited for that, and we'll we'll talk after of yeah. your kind of reaction to it. But I was very uh, happy that one, you stayed awake for it, and two, uh, it has become the level of legendary that it has in our relationship. I do I do not have the fall asleep instantly gene. So. No, but a lot of drinks. That's no, hard that's for anyone. That's fair. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, Kate, why don't you get that cookie timer going? This is, but, guys, uh, I've seen this movie three times. Yeah. But two minutes. And I am not confident. Two minutes on the clock. All right. Uh, get ready. Uh, this, is, I think, is going to be the hardest one of the four. <laughs> and, and it is the one I am most familiar with of yep. the four. All more right. More than we're back. All right. Three, two, one. Good dinosaur. All right. There's a family of dinosaurs. Oh, the comet misses the earth. Dinosaurs never go extinct. Uh, There's a family of dinosaurs. Uh, They're farmers. They're in the agriculture business. There's a mom and dad and three kids. 
Two of them have special skills. One of them is just kind of doughy. He didn't turn out right. Uh, he's really scared. He's a turd out there. He, he's a turd out there. He can't do anything right. Can't do any of the jobs. Everyone gets to like make their mark, their footprint on the silo, um, except for little Arlo, the runt who can't do anything right. So he and his dad develop this relationship because dad is going to like make a man out of him. Uh, they have some nice moments with fireflies and then they go out, uh, into the wilderness cause dad's going to teach Arlo how to be brave, but, uh, whoops, Arlo can't be brave. And then dad falls in a rushing river and because he can't swim, uh, he dies in a scene that is basically the st- uh, Lion King stampede, but with water. Uh, so now Arlo can't find his way home. He, uh, finds this little human cave boy. He names him Spot, like a dog. And then the rest of the movie, this is like 20 minutes in, he just meets a series of dinosaurs that you don't care about. There's a dinosaur with a bunch of birds on him. There's a trio of, uh, like pterodactyls that are kind of mangy. There's a trio of, like, raptors that are no good. Then there's a trio of T Rexes that are actually good friends. So it's like a twist on that. But then the pterodactyls come back and they try to like eat everyone or terrorize them. They're all trying to, I guess, find food or find home. And anyway, uh, he and Spot have this nice moment where they both say they're estranged from their families. But then Spot finds his human family. Great. Uh, but then uh, before that, uh, Arlo has to save Spot from the water and the pterodactyls. And he can't swim. That's already been established many times. But since he's really brave now, he overcomes his innate inability to swim and swims and rescues Spot. Spot goes with his family. Arlo finds his way back home. He gets to make his mark on the silo and he is a part of the family. Not bad at all. I skipped probably an hour and a half of that movie. Yes. And I and you didn't miss it. Yeah, I don't I don't think we actually missed anything. Nope. Uh no. That's a lie. We missed one thing. Mm. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Can I have another two minutes for this moment? No. Uh, shortly after he meets Spot, this is even earlier in the movie than I thought it was. Yeah, it's very early on. They this is, are. This is a while after he meets Spot. Yeah. Because he meets Spot while Dad is still alive. Oh well, yeah. He like encounters Spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are foraging for food because they're hungry, and um, they find leaves. Great, and then they find berries. Not great because they get a wicked high from these berries and go on an LSD trip in the movie. Like their proportions are all floppy and weird, and there's rainbows. Really fun to animate. Absolutely, it's really uh, disconcerting to watch, though, especially in a movie that like you've. There's not really a concept of like absurdism or comedy yet. Or at all, so it just comes out of nowhere, and it's the most ridiculous scene I've seen. I will say, I will say on record, because I haven't seen Cars two. It's the most ridiculous scene I've seen, I've encountered in a Pixar film. Um, so we've got one movie that says dinosaurs can't swim. That's mm-hmm. the good dinosaur. Yeah, we've got two movies that say dinosaurs can swim, and we've got Land Before Time, where it's kind of unclear. I'm going to revise that and say Land Before Time and We're Back are both kind of, there's circumstantial evidence for both. So I think if if we're going to use that argument, I think We're Back um, is the better argument of yours. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Land Before Time, we see the little dinosaurs yeah, swim. Yeah, we see five dinosaurs. Well, probably Peachy we, doesn't swim. We don't see Sharptooth swim, 
but he has a boulder dropped on him while he is trying to swim, so it's unclear whether he could or not. Yeah, their hypothesis is he won't be able to swim because of the tiny arms, and but they never Sarah, actually get to see it. Sarah is the one who gives that hypothesis, uh, and she an, is the dumbest, most full of shit dinosaur. She's not a reliable narrator. Yeah. You said at the beginning of this movie, I'm like, oh, I don't like we are introduced to Sarah and she's like just very bossy and rude and weird. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And your analogy was, well, yeah, she's the Miss Piggy of she's, this movie. She's Miss Piggy. And I, if I could just like kill a Muppet, it would be Miss Piggy. If I could maim a Muppet, it'd be that bunny. I don't no. want to kill it. I just want to see it in pain. But being the bunny doesn't cause psychological abuse to Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit deserves it. Um, um let's let's so so we've agreed All dinosaurs right. can swim uh, um <laughs> uh, my my yeah dinosaurs can mostly swim yes. but here's the thing Hold none on. of these dinosaurs uh, insert victory music here uh-huh Okay, that was a good fan. Well, it may, maybe it is that dinosaurs can swim until uh, extinction is no longer a threat, and then they don't have to be able to swim unless they are really, really brave. <laughs> I really like that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Great. I thought um, you were going to meet me with protest. No, I <laughs> I really enjoy that. The extinction. The, since there was no extinction event, they were no longer threatened. They got you lazy. They evolved. They started like sitting in chairs yeah. and not holding hands, just like the Wallies. <laughs> started ordering things off touchscreens. That's right. Uh, I'm sure that was just a few <laughs> in, years later in the dinosaur really, time. Unless they're really, really brave. Unless they're really, really brave. <laughs> That, <laughs> um, so, all right. So that there's a, I like this thesis we have. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really hard to make a judgment, um, a, a sweeping judgment, yeah. because we have a spectrum in these movies yeah. of dinosaurs from very realistic to very cartoony. Yeah. Where would you like, uh, say, Land Before Time, We're Back, Dinosaur, and The Good Dinosaur is kind of like our one, two, three, four. Yeah. Where would you put these? What, what what would be your order for realism of dinosaurs from least realistic to most realistic? Sure. Um, ah, it depends on the fictional circumstances, right? Like, I'm going to put dinosaur at number one. Yeah. Because, like, that was... Most or least? Most realistic. Most realistic, okay. Um, and it's one of the reasons it didn't do well because you don't really care about... I don't know. I it's one of the reasons that we don't need CGI lions. I really care about CGI. I, I love can't dinosaurs. See the eye whites, like I, I don't know. I, I can't connect. That's fair. Um, so they're the most realistic in Dinosaur Two Thousand. I'm just gonna call it Dinosaur Two Thousand. Like spaceship. It should have been called Dinosaur Two Thousand. Yeah, I think that would have sold more tickets. Yeah, it um, could have been a partner piece to Fantasia Two Thousand and Blues Brothers Two Thousand. Could have done a triple feature. Triple feature. Um, so I'm going to say next is actually the brain-drained We're Back dinosaurs. Yeah, because like those dinosaurs look fairly realistic. Either they're, too, they're 2D, but before they become all cartoony with the brain grain, they look like dinosaurs. They look like the Fantasia dinosaurs. I mean, yeah, they, they look like them. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying second most realistic. Okay. Because... Um, Ah, this is tricky. 
because good dinosaur body wise they're kind of close to realistic and they're 3d but their heads don't look realistic like land before time heads look more realistic than good dinosaur yeah and then we're back the brain grain dinosaurs obviously look most cartoony so i i would say that we're back is the cartooniest by far the uh Brain drain, brain drain. Even the realistic dinosaurs, they're cartoon dinosaurs. I'd have to go back and, and look at it. I, I don't think there's any like attempt at realism. I think it's just like, look at how cool this dinosaur is. Um, so you're saying the land before time dinosaurs look more realistic I, than the first five minutes of that movie? Are more realistic. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. And fair. yes, I, I think uh, like outside of our mains, outside of like our talking dinosaurs, all mm-hmm. the rest of the dinosaurs are, are uh, animated very realistically and also act um like i would imagine that dinosaurs act okay you know um i was going on a visual uh scale right so i understand what you're saying about the actions yeah yeah good land before time then is is number two okay um and, and i think good good dinosaur is pretty close to we're back in that like every dinosaur is like a stereotyped thing and some of them are Weird T Rexes so that have bad. Sam Elliott's voice. It's for so some DreamWorks. Like DreamWorks loves to go off of these like stock like it's playing off of connotations in the laziest possible way. So like the three T Rexes are like cowboys and there's like a group of dinosaur the like the predator pterodactyls kind of sound like Steve Buscemi is not one of them, but it's kind of meant to sound like like yeah. creepy weirdos. The the one the one like dinosaur add on that I like the idea of but mm-hmm. didn't totally work is the dinosaur with a bunch of bird protectors. Yeah, I like the idea of him so much. But he's just weird. Yeah, and it, not funny. It never got to funny. No, I like the idea of that it's like a dinosaur. He's scared. He needs protection. He has enlisted like birds and squirrels. But he talks in a very monotone voice. It seems like everything's hypnotized. It's it's awkward. Yeah, I mean, he was—he just struck me as like serial killer. Yeah. Like those animals are hanging around because he would kill them otherwise. Which play with that, but it, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so let's talk like like just the general animation, I guess. Like, let's talk about the the general looks of some of these movies. So the expectation would be that since there's five to 15 years between each of these movies, the animation at least is going to look different. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, let's just dive in. The start in 88. The uh, Land Before Time is Don Bluth, yep. who we've talked about his animation style before. How would you describe the general look of Land Before Time? Do you like it? Do you... I, I, I love it. I'm, I... Love all of these characters, uh, like just from the design. Like, I I know you have a particular hatred for Sarah. Uh, yep, it's yep, a char- yep. it's a character type that doesn't bother me as much. Um, but you know, like you look at the characters, you know who they are. You know, Ducky's goofy. You know, Petrie's nervous. You know, Spike is Spike. Um, <laughs> and you just like, I feel like it's really good character design. The the one thing I'll say animation wise is like. There are some things that they do with lighting that don't work as well for me as I think they wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Um, they do some like they do some really bold lighting effects, um, but when they do that, it uh, 
completely changes the color palette that they're using. I could not tell you for the life of me what color any of the main characters are. Like, like I have no idea because it changes every scene based yeah. on where they are. And it's a little like I, I, I get it. But it's like, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Doesn't I totally see what me. they're trying to do. Yeah. But they just didn't establish any kind of norms. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Kate? Like, what's your general I, feeling on the character design, um, the animation style? Of so I remember time? seeing uh, American Tale and being like, oh, this looks like old Disney and kind of like the haziness. And there's like some out of focus things that kind of try to make it look like an old movie. I didn't think it was successful in American Tale. Um, but I think it is really successful in Land Before Time because, mm-hmm. like, Dinosaur World is covered with haze. Yeah. Um, and so it just, that kind of, the backgrounds are a little bit hazy and out of focus, but the dinosaurs have a lot of personality, um, you know, as your forefront characters. And so I thought, you know, for a 1988 movie that is that does not have, you know, Disney money, I mean, Disney didn't have Disney money at that time, um, it, it looks good. Yeah. Like, and, and one of the reviews that we read um, said um, something like, this looks and feels like a Disney movie from the 50s, and that's a good thing. Uh, would you like agree with that general sentiment? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. I mean, it probably looks better than the 50s, right? Because oh. they can do more with the characters. And yeah, like this movie was on track to kind of set Don Bluth up as the next, uh, you know, the next kind of thing in animation. And then a little movie about a mermaid came out the next year, uh, yeah. kind of sidetracked his uh, this, this ambitions. Was, this was it, and then mermaid. Yeah. Um, as far as Don Bluth movies we've watched, uh, where would you put this one? I think it looks the best after Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Anastasia has some CGI issues, but I'm not bothered by them. And in general, I think there's a more cohesive, just because there's more going on, right? Yeah. Like Land Before Time is a very empty movie. And it fits the mood and it fits the pacing of the plot. Yeah. Um, did I watch that movie Sick? Land Before Time? Yeah. Uh, I watched remember. it Sick or like with a really bad headache. And I really appreciate whatever mood I was oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were, really, you were feeling under the weather. I really appreciated the slow pace. Yeah. Like very little happens in that movie. And normally I would be frustrated by that. But the mood I was in that night, I'm like, this is great. It's, like, it's perfect. It's, I don't it's want to be like, overstimulated, and this is this is working for me. Exactly. Um, so we're back animation. Yeah. Um, to me, being a child of the 90s, this is kind of my, like, not gold standard, but, like, to me, this is default what animation looks like. Mm. Like, old Disney looks old, and newer stuff looks like, new and clean like this looks like default animation to me yeah and and even if you had not told me that spielberg was involved Uh i would have told you that like it looks like animaniacs it It looks like tiny tunes it looks like like all of the like kind of spielberg fronted animate or spielberg Mm -hmm. um backed animation that was happening at the time it has that same vibe to it. it has the same set design it has like some of the same character design. Yeah. If there was a dinosaur on Animaniacs, it, it would, would look, look like, like those. those. Yeah. yeah. The main boy and girl, there's a little bit more attention paid to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone who's any human who's not that main boy or girl is straight out of an Animaniacs episode. Yeah. And and that's like it's cool because I like that animation style, mm-hmm. but it's a bummer because it looks 
TV quality. It does look TV quality. And like TV. There's some good um, special effects. Like there's, when they're flying through the city, there's some good building stuff yeah. for the time. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a couple of cool set pieces, but in general... Uh, the animation looks a little a little cheap, mm-hmm. uh, even when compared to like the Animaniacs movie, right? Like mm. the animation looks a little cheap, a little TV. Yeah, um, and that's they had uh, budget issues yeah. from the beginning. Um, sp- but what about what about these characters? Like, do they do they stand out to you? Do you remember them? Uh, well, animation wise. They are, they, I think they're animated, like the character design is good. Yeah. Um, they are goofy looking, but they still look like dinosaurs. There's some personality in the faces that tells yeah. you a little bit about them. There's kind of, you know, Rex is like the goofy leader. The pterodactyl is like a little bit like a coquettish. Uh, and you can see that in her face. And the triceratops is like a laid back dude. And you can see that. Oh, yeah. But they're not utilized enough in the movie like sure you don't get to know any of the characters in the movie but like stylistically but stylistically i think it works nice. like i mean watching the movie back i was surprised that the dinosaurs didn't have more personality because i remembered their visual design like it tricked my memory into thinking that i knew the dinosaurs better than i did yeah um but yeah in general i'm not super bothered by it one way or the other it's not great um but there's nothing in it that makes me like, like, ugh, I don't like looking at that. There are some special effects in the circus. Um, oh, yeah. That I think are pretty good. Like the smoke special effect is actually really cool. Yeah. They, like they, I'm not sure how they did it in They do some good stuff in the circus. Yeah. yeah. Um, the circus scene in general, like, no. uh, very strong. Still freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to go on to dinosaur mm-hmm. um, because I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Um, first off, I, I think this this and Land Before Time both started as a project with no dialogue, right? Um, and between Speaking the two, of Fantasia, yeah. yeah, between the two, Dinosaur is the one I would have preferred to have no dialogue. Uh, that's not like a slam on the dialogue, but mm-hmm. it's like they 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 were trying for something. They did uh, mostly real backgrounds. Yeah, like, like video. photo reel. Like, yeah, like, like it is photography. It's 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 video. Yeah, it's video. Um, or film, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's it's filmed backgrounds and it's, uh, computer graphics on top, computer mm-hmm. animation on top. And I don't think I, I think part of what takes me out of dinosaur, especially early going, besides all of the lemurs is um the 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 way the the characters look against the realistic background if they had been realistic dinosaurs which they kind of are at the beginning mm-hmm. um it's fine but they kind of end up in this uh i think this transformers zone where like the characters in the transformers movie don't look like cool cartoons that you can identify but they also don't look like super realistic robots they just Mm kind of look like mush Mm -hmm. and i think the dinosaurs in dinosaur look like that if you showed me five pictures of a similar dinosaur to our hero 
I don't know if I could pick him out. Oh, I couldn't. Absolutely not. So that's that's kind of where I fall. I'm like, they tried to do realism and it, then veered away from realism and it just never, it never, it never like congealed. Yeah, it was an ambitious project and I feel like it was spurred on by like, this was around the time that all like, I mean, I guess maybe this was just a school field trip for us, but like we'd go to the IMAX theater and see the latest nature IMAX movie. Yeah. And I feel like it was during this period of like, everyone wants to see animals close up and whatever. And I think it was trying to capitalize on that. And from what it seems in 2000, it was reviewed well for its graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's integration is certainly, it is jarring, but it's not, the worst we've seen in an animated movie around this time. Right. By far. Like it's, you could tell they're trying to integrate it in a way that makes sense. Um, I have some problems with faces, especially the mammal faces. Um, those lemurs faces are hard oh to watch. Oh my God, they're so I'm surprised animated. you didn't mention that. I forgot. But they're like rubbery. It's almost like, it reminds me of like, maybe some like proto, um, not stop motion. What is it? The they put the things on your face and the A motion capture. Motion capture. Yeah. Um, because it kind of seems like that, but like the eyebrows move just like ten percent too much. It's, but it's like enough to like bust through the uncanny valley and just be something that is not. Yeah, it's fun. like they they turned in their draft and the note came back more animation, and they didn't know what that meant. So right. they're just like, cool, <laughs> more animation, I guess. <laughs> what it really meant was trees yeah it was it's it the faces are very awkward yeah There's the dinosaur's a, faces not as much no but the dinosaurs are like extra wobbly and oh yeah they like, have like some wobbly like, like limb their, movement their tum tums wobble yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> wobble yeah there's a, and again it's just like we animated it more right it's better right i put more animation in it <laughs> um so it never, I don't know, it just never comes through to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you've got Good Dinosaur, which is 15 years later, mm-hmm. um, fully animated, backgrounds and everything. Um, yeah, how, how do you think it looks, Dick? So here's the interesting thing about Good Dinosaur. <laughs> I think some of it looks great. I agree. And some of it does not. Yes. I think some of it falls into that Cars territory where I'm like, well, just don't. Just don't do an animated version of this if you're mm-hmm. if you're not going to do it, mm-hmm. right? Like the T Rexes, I think look awkward and terrible. I think every single dinosaur in this movie looks awkward and terrible. So I uh, I uh, like Spot. Upon watching it the second time, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind. Uh, was our hero Arlo? Arlo. I don't mind his family too much. I think Arlo is is too dopey. Um, and his family all kind of looks like Gumby dinosaurs, mm-hmm. right? They're just like a little, eh. Well, it's head shape. You've talked about this. Like just, they're all trucker hat shaped heads. Just which dad. Is... Just dad. Yeah, but Arlo's a little bit square. Arlo's a little bit, but dad legitimately looks like he has a trucker hat yeah. under his skin. Yeah. It's great or terrible. I can't decide. I think it's terrible. I think the, um, I think the uh, pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. Have a really neat design, like Ugh. yeah, but that's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, like, so I don't mind that, but then there's just like there's so much that's just weird, or like like uh, everyone has googly eyes. Like the eyes never look the same direction. Yeah. Like 
and and that's I I assume that's on purpose. Like and they're adding a, a little of, bit of goofy to it, and it doesn't work for me. Doesn't work. And there's a lot of stuff that I feel like doesn't fit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like like again, the T Rexes I think just look atrocious. Mm-hmm. Don't put them in the movie. Yeah. The humans that um, that uh, Spot yeah. runs into look really interesting. Yeah. They also don't belong in this movie. Yeah. Because they're like kind of cool and realistic and a little otherworldly. Right. And it doesn't fit the art style. Right. So it's it, uh, the movie sometimes looks good, sometimes didn't does not, but it's never it's not cohesive. Cohesive. Yeah, because I think the nature is really good. The background, like the water, yeah. looks great in this movie. Oh my god, and the water, the dinosaurs swimming. Dinosaurs can't swim. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the mountainscapes and the tree, like they did nature Gorgeous. really well. Yeah. Yeah, but the character design, yeah, I. I think what you're saying is accurate that it's not like no two dinosaurs look like they belong in the same world um yeah so i mean so what do you think not that we need a winner but like what do you think wins in terms of it okay and say say more uh i mean if we're like talking about like overall animation uh we're back is kind of cheap uh very cheap uh dinosaur i can't pick out a character out of the lineup um good dinosaur i don't think really fits together mm-hmm. uh so like by process of elimination <laughs> land before time but also but also I love the look uh, like when they're merited. being chased by that sharp tooth and his like heads coming through and yeah. you see the like kind of drool up from his fangs and, mm. yeah and like the things they're doing with color again like would work in a Fantasia, but don't necessarily work in Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. But, but it's I not as egregious as like, I can't look at this character without gagging. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it's not that level. And the whole time I'm like, cool, I can tell what you're going for. This doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Whereas in some of the other movies, I'm like, what What are you doing? I don't... <laughs> what are you trying for? What am I supposed to feel here? Yeah. I would agree with that. And it's... It, serves the story the best i feel like i'm least distracted by the animation in land before time in a way that allows me then to follow along with the story and follow along with the characters so we've got a note here that says concept redesign yes kate i wrote that note what does that note mean so were some of these movies uh redesigned (laughs) from the original concept so oftentimes and by oftentimes i mean always times movies go through a process of evolution right the original idea. Just like dinosaurs. Just like dino. Well, not all of them got the chance. Oh. Um, so anything that's, that is creative, it starts with a seed of an idea and you flesh it out, you expand it, you cut away some parts, you go different directions than you had anticipated. Fine. It happens with the best movies, right? Um, but it's interesting because each of these movies has a notable kind of point where they were going one direction and they're like... Nope, this direction. And sometimes it was purposeful, and sometimes it was, we're out of cash. Um, But uh, at any rate, each of these movies is slightly different than the original Inception. And I think it's interesting. You you hinted at it earlier, Dick, Mm -hmm. and you said um, Dinosaur and Land Before Time had both been pitched as nonverbal. Yeah, and I I think those are both, I, I think it's a really cool idea to do a movie about dinosaurs where the dinosaurs don't talk mm-hmm. and you just watch some dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I love dinosaurs. 
Uh, I was once a five-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you were ever a five-year-old boy, you love dinosaurs. It's built in. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I would have loved a, a movie about about dinosaurs just lumbering around doing dinosaur stuff. Mm -hmm. Or like a, a nature documentary uh, just about dinosaurs. But animated. But like, yeah, but like good. I mean, Can it's not going to be real dinosaurs. I mean, would Fantasia be the closest to a template for that? Can you think of any other children's entertainment that goes that route? Yeah, that's a tricky one. My worry one. would be sustainability. Yeah, right? like Fantasias I, are like 10 minutes long. I don't know if you can squeeze 90 minutes of dinosaurs not talking, even for a kid who loves dinosaurs. Well, and that's the thing. Kids are no longer your primary audience. Okay. Right? And then suddenly you're not making any money. And sure. suddenly, look, we I, I understand why we did not get that movie. Yeah. But I think it would have been cool. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're we'll come back to dinosaur. Yeah. No, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about um, it now. So dinosaur was uh very briefly pitched as no words. Can mm -hmm. I just can I just put this out there? Jurassic Park was like fifteen years or five years before dinosaur. Yeah, six. Mm -hmm. Why why does that T Rex look so freaking good? It looks so good. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's all. And uh, side note, Jurassic Park also plugged in We're Back. Oh, that's right. That's on the marquee for Yeah, We're Back. It, when they're going through the Macy's Day Parade. Blah, it's like, blah. oh, look at Jurassic Park. Uh, little did they know that it would just supersede it entirely and We're Back would disappear from history almost. I think we all kind of knew. I mean, they also knew. Yeah. So, yeah, Dinosaur, one of the pitches was nonverbal. Uh, Michael Eisner scratched that right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not a risk taker. Water's blue. What, uh, that's that's Katzenberg. No, the, I just really like know, saying guys, it. Guys, water's blue. Um, but reading early kind of drafts of what they were, not not drafts of scripts, but reading early renderings via Wikipedia. Yes. Um, the plot seemed fairly the same, but the characters, like the, um, <laughs> so the characters' names are interesting. The head lemur was going to be named Adam. The main oh, dinosaur no. was going to be named Noah. Oh, no. The bad dinosaur's oh. name was going to be Cain. Is this a VeggieTales movie? Yeah, it might have been a VeggieTales movie. Like, there were specific biblical allusions being made in these names. Oh, no. And I'm really glad they didn't go that direction. They ended up with names that no one cares about. Like, uh... Al. Alator? Is that our main guy? Aladar. Aladar? Why do I remember that? I don't know. Aladar. But like all the characters' names are like different in like Brother Brutai. Yeah, there's like um, yeah, there's Brutus or Brute Brutai. Carnation. Like Lima. El there's Crone, that's Sib the main bad Sibelius. guy. Carnotaurs are the T Rexes in this situation. But I don't know. Like for Turducken. some I mean and maybe cuz like I don't care about the characters enough, but they're all maybe like different language roots as yeah. opposed to like something like The Lion King where it's all unfamiliar names, but it's like Simba, Mufasa, like you've got maybe some like suffixes that are similar so you don't have to memorize the whole name. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I would be interested in a linguist's perspective yes. of why we know the Lion King names and why we don't know dinosaur names. But uh, yeah, that was just, that was, you know, 
things things fly around at Disney and it's amazing that they produce as many good movies as they do with all of these you know I guess there's no bad idea in a brainstorm but yeah you know uh, several bad ideas make it further than they should you know what you know what is a bad you know what nope I'm gonna come back to this (laughs) when we talk about uh the final cut all right and I'm going to write down a note so I remember wonderful so we're back, uh, going back to the Spielberg thing. Uh, the whole reason we're back was made was because Steven Spielberg's son had a favorite picture book as a kid. It was called We're Back, A Dinosaur, dinosaur story. story. It's like 20 pages long. Here's the plot. Uh, dinosaurs time travel with a magic cereal that makes their brains grow bigger. They wander around New York through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And they find their home at the Natural History Museum where kids get to hang out with them and parents don't. Correct. That's the story. So. And then they go to the circus and Screw Eyes tries to. No. Oh. All of that is layered in. I was positive with the plot as convoluted as We're Back is that like, okay, somehow this picture book makes sense of it. Maybe it's just like, you know. Figures that aren't named that yep. appear in the illustrations. No, th- there's no circus. I think new eyes may be implied by within the guy that gives him the cereal, but I it there's just so much going on to extend this, and there's too much going on to justify what they did. Um, I have recently read uh, a. Uh, retrospective uh, oral history oh yeah of we're back apparently it came out around 25 years ago so they uh some we'll post a link to it but it was an interview with uh the directors and i think one of the producers and basically (laughs) the whole article is basically the directors are like yeah we're not very proud of this movie we meant it to be something else and then we kept getting different ideas shot down and then it was like kind of co-opted and taken over by other people and we didn't have the money and we were running out of time and yeah sorry about that like <laughs> which is really interesting because i yeah. feel like especially with like kids movies the histories are all like oh my god this is the best project ever thank you for doing it and like it's like but nah no one remembers we're back yeah. like my brother has seen it has seen it as many times as i did and like we were texting the other day and I was explaining the plot to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> uh, there's a, pretty, a lot going on. Pretty good indicator. Yeah. So, yeah. Had they stuck with the original concept and made it more about the dinosaurs, I think it would have worked better. Yeah. Instead, they slide this plot of these two kids who um, are lonely and like they don't really, you know, get a lot of love from their families and it's like the dinosaurs who have to love them uh it just it's a nice idea but it's not followed through upon and uh, i don't know i just feel like i don't get to know any of the dinosaurs including rex the main character except you know that he likes golf and is maybe bob hope yeah or bing crosby uh, and little richard yeah because little richard sings that song at the end I mean, he's kind of John Goodman, right? I mean, like, yeah, it's John Goodman. He's mostly it's John, John Goodman, Goodman playing the part. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, and then 
Uh, oh good, yeah, you've done the research on Good Dinosaur. Well, I've done as much as I can. Pixar would love for no one to remember Good Dinosaur ever. Like that's kind of their marketing plan post this movie coming out. Is let's sweep this under the rug. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a lot about Inside Out, which came out the same year, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, Good Dinosaur started out with a different director. Its release got delayed by eventually two years but multiple times within those two years. Like they announced release dates several times, which is not something that Pixar really does. Right. Um, and it's because it started with two directors and then one director left it, but it's not quite clear. Like I could probably do a little bit more research and figure out why. But the first director's premise was, you know, what if the dinosaurs didn't get extinct? And then there's some... There's some like convoluted quote that they have of him saying like, what if there was a dinosaur movie where you really got to know the dinosaur? Like what it was to be the dinosaur and be with the dinosaur. (laughs) To me, it's like, have we not had that yet? Is that not the land before time and dinosaur at least? And like kind of Jurassic Park. And that's just children's movies, right? Um, So it was unclear what it was supposed to be. Um, the good dinosaur title itself is kind of dopey. I, no, hold on. We need to go back. So what if there was a dinosaur movie where you got to know the dinosaur? Mm-hmm. That's like, what if there was a movie about knights where you got to know the knight? What, what if there was a movie about farmers where you got to know the... You're going to get to know the main character of the movie. Hopefully. Well, not yeah. good dinosaur. Yeah. But, <laughs> Like, what is, what even is that quote? Yeah. It's not, like, I don't know what happened with this. Like, this kind of seems like a 30 Rock plot where, like, someone <laughs> had an idea, but then no one followed through on it, and all of a sudden it's time to release the movie, and like, and Tracy Jordan has to do some editing late at night to figure it out. He's voicing over live. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's unclear what this movie was supposed to be, but it, I guess it was supposed to be better, is what I can uh, figure. So the movie changed hands, I think at least two times. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know from experience that typically the better the movie is, the more singular, uh, you know, kind of vision it followed underneath a director or set of directors. And when you start switching up directors or adding in more directors, movies tend to get worse. Uh, Just because you don't know what's happening at any given moment. And I think Di- Good Dinosaur suffers from that. It kind of, it feels, uh, I'm not going to, I, I, uh, this, is, this is a statement I am making. I think good, The Good Dinosaur is a better movie than Titan AE. But also, I think it's kind of that same, like, it was done piecemeal and then put together at the end. Yeah. As opposed to, this is what we want happening with our main characters, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that there isn't some character development with Arlo and Spot. No. I think I, I, I'm with Andy's mid-movie, uh, you know, kind of review of it that like it's a good, it's a DreamWorks movie. Like mm. there are characters, they have some features, <laughs> they get to a place at the end that they weren't at the beginning. Well, Kate, Kate, I feel like you're you're almost wanting to jump in yeah. to our brand new Final Cut segment. So let's jump. I am wanting to jump in. Let's there. jump into that because we've got a brand new Final Cut segment. We sure do. Uh, it's called 
scene shout out. Yeah. Um, and the premise is that any movie, no matter how interesting <laughs> or <laughs> bad, uh, bad it is, um, has some kind of redeemable quality to I it and a scene. I can't wait until season two when we can have Titan AE back in the mix. I could actually tell you the scene from Titan AE. You don't have to now. Save but it. But I could. It's going to be good. Um. So... So yeah, scene shoutouts, and obviously, great movies have standout scenes too. So this is kind of a, a an uh, opportunity for both both of us to kind of give some shoutouts to scenes that we really uh, think deserve some love. And Kate, why don't why don't you start it off? Because I think you were going there anyway. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I was going there. Uh, the Good Dinosaur is not. It's it's a very confusing movie. It's a very laughable movie. Um, I would suggest. Uh, watching it with alcohol, if that's your thing, or like, you know, if you have like a fever, it would probably be a good movie mm. for that and might make a lot more sense. But there are some good moments in it. And one in particular that I'm thinking about is the scene where Arlo and Spot, and Spot is a human, doesn't speak a language that we, the viewer, can understand. Yeah. Arlo, the dinosaur, speaks English. Um, so they can't communicate verbally. But they do this very neat um, kind of charades, stick figure kind of thing, literal stick figures in the dirt. Um, and Arlo explains that he, you know, he draw he has five sticks standing up, and they're all different sizes. That's his family. He draws a circle around it, and then he makes the big one fall down. That's his dad, and then he places the little stick outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Spot, the cave baby human. Um, does a similar thing with sticks and he sets up three sticks and then pushes the two big sticks down and then the little stick is outside of the circle. And at that moment, I recognize the Pixar in it. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, this is a beautiful scene. These characters are telling each other something. These characters are telling us about how they relate to the situations that are happening to them and it's all nonverbal mm-hmm. and it's great and I'm thinking in my head I'm like you know what this is going to come back later and it's going to be that moment in the Pixar movie that I cry it does come back later a lot happens in between yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't um create the emotional impact that it does but basically at the end when um you know uh, spot sees this pack of humans and wants to maybe stay with Arlo and wants to maybe go with the humans. Arlo draws a circle and basically indicates, no, you belong in that circle. This is your kind. We yeah. can still be friends. But it's it's a really nice callback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like had we loved the characters along the way, mm-hmm. um, that would have been great. But yeah, you're you're right. That that initial sequence is super super effective mm-hmm. and. Su- Surprising, considering like the crazy berries happened <laughs> the like cra- a couple minutes before. Yeah, yeah, the, the crazy berries. But I'm, I mean, you know, you get high, then you get somber. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's the <laughs> the arc. So that's my that's my first shout out. Mm-hmm. Dick, do you have a scene that you'd like to shout out? Yeah, I've decided to challenge myself and not go for a movie I I know and like. Uh, I'm gonna call out a scene in Dinosaur okay. that I thought was pretty effective. Um, it's after they join the caravan, um, they like, uh, they climb a hill and they're like, look at like all these dinosaurs are, are dying off. They're all thirsty. They're all hungry. They're all, 
Uh, a lot of them are old and lagging behind, and they, they crest the hill, and there's no water. And then uh, our hero, Aladar, does he, like, start digging or something? No. no um, one of the older dinosaurs. Long neck. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the Triceratops. Oh, the Triceratops, sure. She's, like, kind of hallucinating, and she starts digging, and there it, they, it ends up there's, like, water under the dirt and they just have to dig a little bit and then press down and in that moment like one the the triceratops is kind of redeemed um because the the whole time the you know aladar has been encouraged to leave these two behind because they're they're useless they're gonna die anyway Mm -hmm. just let him go but she's sort of redeemed and then the the long neck the 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 brachiosaur or whatever um she is of course like soups big and can push down real hard so she's able to like push down a lot of water so mm-hmm. she proves her worth there and it's kind of like a hey look even though these people are lagging behind like i mean one it's just kind of a dick move to let them go mm-hmm. but also like they're they're still useful they're still mm-hmm. productive members of society they can still do things they can't do everything but they can still do things yeah. and and i thought that was kind of nice and we see you know, we see Aladar's like appreciation for those people, uh, and, and like we see some some people turn around on their general feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know we haven't mentioned this yet, but I for all that we kind of have shit on dinosaurs' visuals and kind of forgettability, I think it does have a good message, and it has a a message that is a through line from beginning to end. Um, and it's very much the, you know, the lost live together, die alone uh, mantra. Uh, yeah, because Crone wants the bad dinosaur, wants to leave people behind who are, you know, dead weight, that yeah. it was he considers. Um, but what Aladar recognizes in these dinosaurs through the scene is that everyone has worth. And like, if we stick together, we have a better chance of surviving mm-hmm. than if we try to go at it alone. And, uh, and there's a scene at the end. Together, yeah. yeah, where the, there's one angry Carnotaur and it seems like he's going to eat everyone. But um, Aladar rallies all the troops that have been following this bad dinosaur who wants to kind of individually scale. Like this movie, I think, proves more than anything else that dinosaurs can't climb. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is pretty clear. Um so the bad dinosaur is trying to just kind of go at it alone, like, okay, whatever. You go with Aladar. He's given a motivational speech, but Aladar kind of rallies the other dinosaurs to all roar at this carnotaur. They, they chase off the predator. Basically, by no. sticking together and no. by being a big group, um, they're able to chase off the predator. Um, and I think that's a nice moment too. But it, yeah, it starts in that scene that you were but talking about. But dinosaur is not your movie to some, or to call out a scene from. Go ahead, Kate. You've got two movies left. I am actually going to uh, let us both then speak on the movies we're most familiar with out of these bunches. Um, I'm going to go with We're Back because what I remembered, and I, I mentioned this earlier and I yeah. mentioned it to you before we saw it, so I'm like, I remember the circus scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. And so I think the scene from the... Um, so when these kids sign the contract, they're... Uh, uh, they're signed for life. And so when the dinosaurs... Yeah, they, they're like children that have signed themselves into indentured servitude in the evil... In the circus for scare life. Scare circus. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it does. I mean, screw eyes is magic. I don't know. He may yeah, have it's fine. Anyway, so the dinosaurs reversed that contract by signing away their uh, circus life rights, but on the condition that they eat this brain drain, mm. which turns them back into the scary dinosaurs, like the predators and the, you know, the rars and the, they can't, you know, sing a rock song in the middle of Broadway um, anymore. And that scene where like the, those um, more realistic dinosaurs, the scary ones, come out and the audience like loses it and they're like roaring and the lighting is like underneath them and it's very like just monstrously scary. Um, I think is really effective um, because you've kind of, I, I won't say you've gotten to know these dinosaurs because you don't, but you've gotten to see these dinosaurs a lot as their goofy selves and that's kind of your default for them. And mm-hmm. so to see them back in this old form and not have any knowledge of the relationships that they've made and um is it's really it, i think it it i don't i don't want to go too deep into this movie but i think it taps into like one of the scariest things for me is to like and this hasn't happened in my family but it's scary when i hear other people talk about it of like relatives that start losing their mental capacity and can't mm. recognize you anymore and aren't themselves i think like I'm just realizing this now that that might be a subtext for like why this still affects me as an adult because I didn't like watching the scene as an adult. It's normally it's typically a goofy movie, yeah. but I think there's something about that like you've made friends and now they can't recognize you and they're scary. Um, I think that's really effective. And then the whole all, like all of the special effects are very powerful. Yeah, I'll say that. As much as I rag on the animation, I think that whole circus scene was was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and then Screw Eyes like does a weird Rasputin death thing with crows. Like, oh yeah, the villain like disintegrates into birds because his or biggest fear is birds being alone, which is not established. I was I assumed that that was like in the book that like. Screw Eyes, his biggest fear is being alone because he has a fear radio, just like the his brother has a wish radio. Anyway, uh, once he's alone, he literally disintegrates into a flock of crows. This this movie it's really weird. reminds me of like the Mexican Santa Claus movie, <laughs> um, which I don't have. You seen that? They did it on. Mystery I've seen parts Science. of it. Yeah, on Mystery Science um, Theater. Um, yeah, it's like Santa's got like his weird wish machine, and he's fighting the devil. Uh, I kind of want to watch that now with We're Back in Mind. <laughs> Influenced each other. Yeah. Um, so, so Dick, final scene shout out. It's final all scene yours. shout out. I got to do Land Before Time. And this is actually particularly difficult because I find many of the scenes, it, un, unlike Dinosaur, where it's like, oh, here's like the, the scene that I really liked. Right. Uh, this movie, I liked most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to call out um, the... I'm going to call out the uh, sharp tooth uh, chase sequence, the the big first one mm-hmm. where he chases them into like the brambles and like his little snoot gets hurt. Um, <laughs> snoot. You know what? No, I'm changing my mind. Okay. I'm changing my mind. I've That's got okay. it. Thank you. You co-host uh, this podcast. You have the power. Had to think my way through it. No. The scene that I really love from this is when Sarah is off on her own. 
And she finds Sharptooth. Mm. Uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is mm-hmm. on his back, uh, as far as she knows, dead. And she's like, oh. Like, she's freaked out at first, and then she's like, oh. Oh, you're not so tough. And Sarah's like this tough character who's really, like, scared. But she, she's she's faux tough. And so she starts, like, headbutting this corpse of this Tyrannosaurus Rex to feel tough. And she's, like, backing up and hitting him, backing up and hitting him. She backs way up. She starts running towards him. And right as she gets near him, his <laughs> eye opens. Ugh. And it turns out he's not dead. <laughs> he was Bad just news. unconscious. Yeah. And, like... That scene, like, I think still super effective to this day. Like, I know it's coming and I'm still like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's really well. That's the scene I want to call out there. Nice. Yeah, I think I think this movie, um, you know, has a lot of heart and has a lot of like slow, steady pacing. Yeah. Um, But I. I don't want to forget how cool some of these action scenes are. Yeah. And especially like letting that, I, I, I think I say this a lot, is just like when you let something breathe, when mm-hmm. you let a scene breathe, mm-hmm. I just get so much more interested and invested. Mm. And that's a scene that like goes on for a while before anything happens. Yeah. And I was getting upset with that happens, scene yeah. until the eye opens. And it's like, yeah. oh, this was going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, Kate, uh, let's go to our regularly scheduled final cuts. All right. The ones we all know and love. Kate, you've got four movies here. You've got The Dinosaur, The Good Dinosaur, The Bad Dinosaur, and The Green Dinosaur. (laughs) So many dinosaurs. Land Before Time, We're Back, Dinosaur, and The Good Dinosaur. Mm -hmm. You've got a bunch of directors. You've got a bunch of composers, a bunch of actors, a bunch of characters. Out of all of this, who's your MVP? Ducky. Yes! <laughs> uh, Ducky, it just brings me organic joy. I feel like I knew growing up there was a character in this movie that said, yep, 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 and nope, nope, nope. And I thought it was going to be an annoying character. But man, I love Ducky from minute one. Like, mm-hmm. her, her yups and nopes are like all part of her speech. And yep. she's just talking at you no matter what you're doing. And she's, you know, like... She's like the little mom of the group, like encouraging people mm-hmm. and like, oh, okay, well you're you're not ta- you're Spike, you don't talk. Great, your name is Spike. Uh, come along with us. That's fine. Yeah. Um, my favorite, like, if I can do an extra scene shout out as part of my MVP. Sure. Uh, I love her interactions <laughs> with with Petrie. Petrie, yeah. Uh, I laughed. I I mean, certainly out of the four movies, this is the hardest. I laugh. The two scenes where uh, Petrie is asking all movie because he's a pterodactyl. But he's a baby, so he's not good at things yet, and he can't fly. Uh, and so he asks after one, like, tiny action scene, he goes, I flied? And Ducky goes, no, you falled. And then in the following scene where he tries to fly, he doesn't. Like, he falls again. But he says, I flied? And all Ducky does is kind of shrug and go, <laughs> and it's such a not 80s and 90s yeah. dialogue thing to do. Like, it's all very concrete, and mm-hmm. like, there'd be another joke there, like, just a couple years later, maybe, and even a couple years before. But just the, eh, <laughs> I love it. I'm a fan of Ducky. Yeah. MVP. Nice. Dick Ward. 
MVP. This is a hard one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Don Bluth. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, out of these four movies, Land Before Time is my favorite by a country mile, which are longer than normal miles. <laughs> and uh, I think like this is a movie where he really got to show off. He really got to do his Don Bluth thing. Um, and it it is a real shame. Like, I, I love Mermaid and the Disney Renaissance, but mm-hmm. it is a real shame he couldn't get, like, one more movie out before that hit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I wonder how much American Tale was affected by, like, expectations of, like, no, we got to compete with Disney. Um, because, like, when, when Land Before Time hit, there was not a we got to compete with Disney as much, right? Yeah, I mean, I would argue that the same, like, American Tale was just two years earlier. Yeah, that's fair. So it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, Don Bluth was probably competing against himself and his work at Disney. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's fair. But, like, uh, yeah, I, I think Land Before Time was really, really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's Don Bluth, not, not like, at his bluthiest, right? But probably at his best. Yeah. Like I, I think it's I think it's a unique showcase for his talents. Yeah. That he doesn't really get in any other of his movies. Um and I haven't seen all of his movies. Yeah. But And I lo- I love Anastasia, mm-hmm. but like based on the other movies, you right. can tell it's not it's not so much It's he's he's copying the Disney format at yeah. the time. And he does a good job he of does it. A great job of it. I love Anastasia. Yeah. But yeah, this seems to be like Don Bluth used his strengths to not create something that was trying to compete with anything it mm-hmm. was just its own thing um and it's good storytelling so kate let's talk about crossovers oh boy we got there's we, so many options there's here. so many options you can take uh creators you could take uh you know characters you could take uh songs if, right. you, if you really want to put uh turn turn back the rock or whatever you mm-hmm. really want to put that in land before time you can do it but pick pick some things to cross over. What you would, could cross over four things if you want. Well, so I was going to say I'm going to be ambitious and cross over four. Whoa. Uh, w- would you like to share a crossover first, Dick? I don't want to hog all the uh No, I'm excited. The first. Oh, no. Okay. So I'm going to... This is going to be... <laughs> this is going to be a chopped episode of this because I'm just going to choose one from each. That okay. I, like an element from each. They're not necessarily going to go together until I start cooking. Um... I'm going to take, oh, let's see. I'm going to take the, all right, I'm going to take the backgrounds from Good Dinosaur. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to, no, that's not true. All right, I want. Do, you want. do you want me to come back to you? I would like you to come back okay. to me because I think I can get a, a semi-cohesive answer. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I am going to take. Uh, Professor New Eyes and Screw Eyes yes. and Bleep or Blorp or whatever that alien is named. Jay Leno. Jay Leno alien. Uh, and I am going to take the Insanity Berries from Good Dinosaur. Uh, and I'm going to take, uh, I guess nothing really from Dinosaur. The I'm lemur gonna, faces. I'm going to take the lemur faces from Dinosaur. Thank you. And the 
rapidly switching color palettes of Land Before Time and put them together in a movie that's just dinosaurs and insanity. The weirdest trip ever. Yes. With dinosaurs. I, I legitimately think that if you just made a really weird dinosaur movie on purpose, it would be really fun instead of just doing really weird dinosaur movies on accident. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am going to. All right. I think the first two things I'm going to combine is take the relationship of Arlo and Spot in The Good Dinosaur mm-hmm. and put that into We're Back instead of the kind of fake relationship you get between the dinosaurs uh-huh. and the human. So uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Spot is still a cave baby. Maybe Spot is just a regular baby in the present. But the dinosaur is a dinosaur. I Nope, scratch that. Summer Olympics. Last chance. Swimming event. Arlo versus <laughs> Littlefoot versus Aladar versus Rex. Okay. Because you know what? Maybe dinosaurs can swim. But my next question is, who can swim the fastest? Boom. Uh, probably Aladar though, right? Yeah, he, he shows the most promise. He's got those flippy fins. Yeah, and he hasn't eaten any berries, so he's probably not compromised. Kate, I love this crossover. Great. The, Good job. It was it was right in front of me all along. Yeah. Great. Uh so Dick, let's uh should we do this one movie at a time? There's so many movies. One movie at a time. One movie at a time. I have a long answer prepared for one of them. Oh no. Okay. Uh let's go in chronological order. Yep. Land before time. Do you re release special edition re-release. or vault it? As is. I love this movie. Okay. Re release. It, all right. That's it. Great. Yep. Uh, do, 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 do. I, yeah, I see what you're saying about the breathing room. I don't think it would do well with today's kid audiences, but I think there's a place for kids learning how to view a movie like this. Huh. So maybe I re-release like as a annual tradition on some big network Mm. so that kids can see it but like kind of take breaks in commercials and then it becomes a tradition and then they kind of build up stamina to it like the christmas story of whatever dinosaur holiday yeah whatever dinosaur holiday nice what about uh we're back a dinosaur's story oh boy i so i think there's some fun things in here Mm -hmm. um the movie itself is closest to a vault for me, but I think you could make a pretty good half hour special. Mm. Um, so I guess that's special edition. Yeah. Um, one, I think you could make a good half hour special out of the dinosaurs. It could like mostly be the Macy's Day Parade. That scene is fun. It's kind of insane, but it's fun. I don't mind that John Goodman sings a random song as a T-Rex in the middle of it. That makes no sense. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy that we keep calling it the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, there is no Macy's Day. (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. It's not the day before Thanksgiving. It's not the day after (laughs) Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yep. Uh, And then I think I want to see like an over the garden wall with new eyes and screw eyes. Oh my God, yes. Like... uh, yeah, competing for the souls of either the over the garden wall kids or just the kids in We're Back. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, so two specials for very different audiences. That's great. What do you do with We're Back? So uh, if I am to avoid vaulting it, I do a very strong special edition where it becomes a musical. I think... I think this could benefit from it. There's a song in the middle of it for no reason. Mm-hmm. If you gave that some motivation, it could mm-hmm. be really cool. And then we could Or have... even if that's just the fun song, right? Like right. the I, I don't want to say Hakuna Matata because there is motivation behind that, but, but like something a little song. bit sillier. Yeah. Um, but like uh, then you could have Screw Eyes and New Eyes kind of monologue through song and we could learn more about that. There was a moment in the movie where the special effects were such that you're like Oh, we're oh, getting thought, a villain song here. I thought here. Screw Eyes was about to sing. I was and really And I excited. couldn't remember. I'm like, is he? That would be really cool. Yeah. So the, the only way I think we could save this is, for me, is make it a musical. Great idea. Cut down the plot a little bit. Who is writing the music? I am. Uh, for serious. Who's writing the music? I, I just said. Okay. Uh, the, whoever composed the yummy, yummy, yummy song. <laughs> we will get to the Candyland movie at some point. Oh my God, we will get to the Candyland movie at but some point. But it's got one of the best villain songs I've ever it's heard. Surprisingly good song. Actually, that person would be a good. I don't know who it is. It'd be a good fit. Uh, great. Okay. What's next? Uh, Dinosaur Two Thousand. <clears throat> oh. Dick has some prepared statements. I'll tell you what. You go first. Mine's <laughs> going to go a little while. Oh, good. Does it involve Julie Tamer? Nope. All right. I... I don't know. I don't... Is there something... Is there something for like... I don't need to vault this, but I don't care if anyone sees it ever again. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. I just don't care. Uh, That's a strong answer. Uh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's something to be mined from the story and the central thesis that, you know, live together or we, or we die alone. Uh, I kind of think it maybe has been done on Lost. So he you says keep, it in like the second episode. It's the whole thing of the show. I haven't, I haven't really watched that show. Live together, die alone. You keep referencing it and I keep going. Uh. It keeps going over your head. That's fine. Yeah. yeah so maybe it's maybe that one becomes a book. I don't know. Yeah, like a like a golden book. Yeah, like a golden book. I don't I don't really know what to do with what I don't know what to do with dinosaur. Conveniently, I do. I'm so excited. So, it's a special edition. You take the lemurs, uh, you take the dinosaur, and you can keep that plot. Mm-hmm. But when they go to the new continent, instead of seeing other dinosaurs, you maybe see things like dragons or unicorns you see some fantastical creatures kate knows where i'm going with this this is going and i'm here for it because here's the thing dinosaur is the reason that animal kingdom sucks um animal kingdom uh the disney park in orlando maybe it's fine now i went when it opened it was eh. it was bad when it opened Um, i also went when it opened but initially the there was like the plan for like the animal kingdom which was just full of animals and then it was Beastly Kingdom, which was the the like second part of it, which was going to be all like fantasy animals. So there'd be like a garden that you go through and you see like fairies and a unicorn and a dragon and mm-hmm. stuff. And even like um, 
it's going to be a dragon ride, right? Well, in the initial boat ride, Mm -hmm. like there's a, there is or was a boat ride around, around the park and there was a dragon in that from the beginning uh, because they planned on doing Beastly Kingdom. It was, it was a three prong approach, right? It was a three prong. There was animal, there was dinosaur and there was Beastly. Yes. So because the movie Dinosaur was going to be such a big hit, they scrapped Beastly Kingdom indefinitely and now forever because Avatar Land is there mm-hmm. uh, and did Dino Land USA with the dinosaur ride, which was the like, like even according to Disney, like it's the lesser of the two rides they had planned for that air or for, for that park. Like, Although there was a ride planned. It wasn't like this was a new ride that took the place of BC Kingdom. Right, yeah. There was a dino ride. I think there were money issues anyway. But like the the real e ticket ride, the real good ride was supposed to be the one at Beastly Kingdom. Right. So you redo dinosaur, put fantastical beasts in it, go back in time, and give me a hedge maze with a unicorn in it. (laughs) Well Thank you. Well done. Well done. So Kate, uh, our final uh, special edition vault. Or uh, re-release. Good dinosaur. So I'm going to say for... uh, So any... You're doing a lot of umming. So I'm letting you know that I'm preparing to drink a bunch of water for a spit take. Great. Go ahead. I think any successful company or artist that has success after success after success... Sometimes needs to be reminded that nothing is guaranteed. Oh, you almost did do a spit take. You were joking. Mm -hmm. That nothing is guaranteed. Success is not a given. And you always have to work hard to deliver good art or a good final project. So I don't think you re-release this to the public. (laughs) I think you re-release it to Pixar animators when they're kind of in a rut or like feeling really good about themselves. And you re-release it and you just say, guys, this is why we work hard. Mm. Because otherwise, things like the good dinosaur happen. Mm. And we don't let things like the good dinosaur happen. Go back to work. Nice. So I think it's a it's an Aesop's fable of sorts. Very nice. Thanks. What do you, What do you do? I do a special edition where every character is Mater from Cars. I'm trying to think whether I would watch that. I would watch. <laughs> I would watch a movie with all Mater from Cars. I'm not sure I would watch that movie with all Mater. Like Cars definitely can't swim, right? Like he'd be uh, sunk. Uh, What's he gonna use uh, to propel uh, him? Uh, I believe that we both know a song about cars that can swim. Well, yeah, but Mater is not. Is a, it a boat? Is, is it, it a, a truck? Uh, it's something, something. That's why they call it that's a duck. That's why they there call it a duck. Uh, well, Mater is not a duck boat. He is not an amphibious transport You said cars vehicle. can't swim. That's a car that can swim. All right, stay tuned for our next podcast about whether cars can swim can or not. Can cars swim? No, uh, uh, as, as a serious answer for Good Dinosaur, though, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I I loved hating it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then the most recent time I saw it, I was just disappointed and kind of bored. And that's what the movie it is. It wasn't as fun the second time. Right. 
I don't know. Uh, put it on Disney Kids or something. I don't know. But I don't even know if we should be exposing kids to that. Like, no. and letting them think that's good. Like, one of my biggest problems with animation, and, like, this is why my brother and I called it a DreamWorks, is that uh, some animation studios or directors think they need to either dumb down stories to kids or not put real story in it. Because it's like, oh, they're kids. They'll watch anything. Well, they will watch anything. Yeah. But, like, kids also appreciate and understand good stories. They would rather watch something good. Things don't become successful without some sort of goodness to it. The Greatest Showman Excluded. Okay. (laughs) Animated features. In general, I can't really think of an animated feature that's done really, really well that was just garbage. Shrek. I I think there are some themes in Shrek that work. Yeah, Shrek doesn't hold up now. Okay, Boom. fair, fair. I, I, but it's DreamWorks, right? I under, like it's. I, I I understand what you're saying too. I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. Here's the thing about Good Dinosaur. It's bad. It is bad. Dinosaur. Come <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> All right. What? Is any any final any final words before we wrap? Wrap this on up. Thanks for uh, listening. We'd love to know about your favorite dinosaurs oh or God, your favorite please, dinosaurs or carnivores or carnivores without an E. I would love to hear thoughts on like these dinosaur movies and are there are there animated dinosaur movies we missed that we should talk about? I mean, there are like what thirteen Land Before Time there sequels. I've I've seen one of them part in sign language, and that's it. Awesome. Like I only saw twenty minutes of it. But they're, they're, those all have music in them too, right? Like yeah, they become musicals after what, the first one. What does a dinosaur musical look like? I don't know. Should like- we watch the sequels? Okay, so here, viewers, listeners, you maybe you're viewing this. I don't. Maybe you've had some uh, crazy berries. Let's and, hope not. Uh, tell us if we're gonna review or not review. If we're going to Venn diagram because we're not a review show. If we're gonna Venn diagram, um, a or two Land Before Time sequels, which are the ones that we have to see. Or if we should do one episode for every Land Before Time sequel. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Oh, no. I'm not saying we have to. I'm just saying if the audience says that we have to, then we have to. So Mm. uh, just let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, Or you could just let us know like one or two that we need to see. And if, if, and and of course, if you have suggestions of movies that you'd like to see us, uh, you know, non-dinosaur related, yeah, that you'd like to see us compare and contrast, or a movie just in particular that you really want us to watch, like, oh man, you guys should really see Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Like, we'll do it. Yeah, and and the way you can let us know is by reaching out to us on social media, Twitter. We are Cellmates Podcast. Facebook, we are Cellmates Podcast. What about email? Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. What? That's right. That's crazy. So reach out to us. Uh, interact with our content. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Uh, click our sponsored whatevers. We don't we have don't sponsors. have anything sponsored yet. But if we did, click those. Yeah. And buy, buy a... Hey, uh, just want to tell you, Kate, uh, I really love Casper Mattresses and Blue Apron... And Harry's shaving tools and dinosaur swimming lessons. Dinosaur swim. This episode brought to you by Claire's Dino Swimming Lessons. Uh, there's no pee in our Jurassic Ool. 
please keep it that way. Bye. I have three drinks. Kombucha, water, and wine. And wine. Yeah. I've got water. You've only, you've only got two drinks. Yeah, that's correct. I win the I win the podcast. <clears throat> Do you want to start this one?